The New York Giants were destroyed by the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football, 40 to nothing. What went wrong besides everything? Well, we're going to talk about it coming up next on the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast family. Your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena. And ladies and gentlemen, wow. Just just wow. I mean, 40 to nothing. The Giants lost 40 to nothing. They had literally no answers for the Dallas Cowboys. What a disappointment. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, folks. I'm just not going to sugarcoat it. And you know, I didn't do a show when I got home last night, partially because, as you know, I hate night games with a passion. Uh, but more importantly, I wanted to sleep on it. I wanted to let things stew. And uh, for those of you who are wondering, yes, I did sleep. Um, did, I, did I let things stew? Absolutely. And I got a lot to say about this one. So um, I'm just going to lay it out straight, folks, because... There's just no sugarcoating this. The Giants' effort, abysmal. And I'm going to start with offense. I'm going to give you offense. I'm going to talk about defense, special teams, coaching, which I'm really going to rip into, fair warning. We'll talk a little bit about the injuries that happen and where do they go from here. So let's get started. Um, first off, offense. Um, the offensive line, my gosh, other than Andrew Thomas, and Andrew Thomas, by the way, didn't have his best game. He was called for two penalties, and he had some struggles in his game, largely due to a, a hamstring injury, which is a concern, by the way, for me, because he's going to have a an MRI on his hamstring. But the offensive line, the same problems that we saw last year pop up, popped up in this one. There was the stunts that were, weren't picked up, right? They had trouble with pass protection. I mean, the quarterback got sacked seven times. Nine, if you count two, that were that didn't count because of penalties. Daniel Jones was hit 12 times. He was under pressure the entire night. I mean, how's an offense supposed to function without pass protection? You know, there was the run blocking was meh. I mean, this continues to be a problem. And I'm going to talk about this a little later on with, when I get to coaching. But this continues to be a problem. And for those of you who have written into me and said, oh, the Giants should trade for Mike, uh, Mike Evans of the Bucks." 
hey, let's get some offense alignment in here because this unit continues to be a problem. All right. Evan Neal had another rough night. Like I said, the, the matter of fact, the right side of the offensive line was struggled. And then you throw in the injuries. Andrew Thomas ultimately had to come out. And then Matt Parrott, who was backing him up, suffered an elbow injury. And then they had to stick Joshua Izudu, who hasn't played left tackle at this level, to my knowledge. He had to play left tackle. All right. The, the biggest concerns we had about this offensive line, about the depth, they came true last night. About the question marks that we had about Evan Neal came true. Just an awful performance. And by the way, John Michael Schmitz, let's not leave him out of the party here. Some of his snaps were knuckleballs. All right. And it, it's rainy last night. It was raining. It was pouring at some points. You've got a wet ball to deal with on top of everything. And some of those snaps just weren't crisp. These are all things that should have been cleaned up in training camp. And they're still continuing? Come on. Come on, man. I mean, I, I just don't get it. I, I just don't get it. And, you know, maybe I'm overreacting because it's just one game. That's what somebody told me last night. Oh, it's just one game. It's one loss. That's not the point. The point here, folks, the problem continued from last year. And I know, you know, the... A couple week, uh, week and a half ago or so, Joe Shane Brian Dable said, "We'll see how much we've closed the talent gap with Dallas and Philly." Well, last night, folks, they didn't come close to closing the talent gap because they just couldn't compete. They kept shooting themselves in the foot, and when they were able to get something going, it ended up in a goose egg. So I'm sorry, the offense last night from top to bottom. Yeah, there's no other way to put it. You know, so um, disappointing. Now, let me talk about Daniel Jones for a little bit here, because I mentioned he was under duress. I saw bad decisions that we didn't really see a whole lot of last year. They kept popping up where Jones was trying to force throws. All right, um, Jones couple of passes that he threw I'm sitting there going dude what are you looking at and they were just it just didn't go anywhere it was a disaster Jones was pressing you know as he tends to do when when things start to fall off fall apart and the decision making just wasn't there it was it was almost like we were watching this team start from scratch again and my goodness just I, I I don't know what to say. I mean, I really don't. I'm 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 flabbergasted. Jones had looked so good all summer long. The offense had looked decent, but as with anything, you got to remember they're mostly going up against their defense. And not to knock their defense, but sometimes you just don't know if the defense is, you know, allowing for certain things for you know coaching purposes, or the offense is just getting the better of them. Giants better bounce back fast, but like I said, they've got some injury issues now, and uh, particularly a tackle. And if Andrew Thomas has to miss any kind of extensive time, God help that offensive line and God help Daniel Jones because it's going to get uglier. 
So just not a good game for the offense. Stating the obvious, obviously, right? All right, coming up next, defense and special teams. Not much better, but got to talk about them. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Giant fans, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates, right? So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I myself have used LinkedIn Jobs to find aspiring writers for the Giants Country site that I run over on SI's Fan Nation, and the process is not only super easy, but a big time saver. Simply add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize whom you like to interview and hire. So don't spend time sorting through endless resumes and dead-end leads. Put LinkedIn Jobs to work for you today for free by visiting linkedin.com slash NFL. Terms and conditions. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. You got me, Patricia Traina, P-Train. And, you know, despite my rather sour mood this morning after sitting through what I sat through last night, let me just quick give a shout out to my everydayers, to my subtexters, to all the newcomers. I met, you know, quite a few of you came up to me um, when I was going into the stadium last night to say hello. And I'm very humbled that you not only listen to the podcast or watch the podcast, but that you took the time to, to say hello. So thank you. That means a lot to me. And, you know, that that was really, for me, a bright spot on what was otherwise an ugly, ugly night. And, you know, football, the weather was terrible, just ugly. And I feel for those of you who sat out in the rain and watched that. I really do. There's just nothing worse than to watch bad football. And last night, it was bad football. All right, let's talk about the defense now. Predictably, some struggles by the rookies. All right, I had uh, Trey Hawkins with two penalties. He had a um, a big pass interference play on one of the Cowboys' touchdown drives, that coming on a third and 12, I think it was. He also had um, a second penalty. I think that came on a second down. Deontay Banks who, by the way, left the game with cramps, and initially they said he was going to come back. He never did come back. Um, he had a penalty, just some struggles. And, you know, here's the funny thing, folks, you know, just to look at the stats real quick, Dak Prescott was 13 of 24 for 143 yards, no touchdowns. You would think that kind of performance, the Giants had a shutdown type of a performance, but – this is just how bad it was. And, and, you know, I'm not blaming so much the defense for the problems here because the defense wasn't nearly as bad as the offense, you know, but when you're in a hole, the way the giants were, and I think I wrote this last night on giants country, um, the giants, I want to say, and I'll just look it up real quick. What I wrote, they were spotted in the, in the halftime alone, 20 of the first 26 first half points scored by the Cowboys came off of Giants miscues. 
just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Now, a couple of bright spots for the Giants on defense. Dexter Lawrence had a couple of quarterback hits. Um, Xavier McKinney had a couple of breakups. All right, so not bad. But the other problem here, folks, no sacks in this game. This is the third game in a row against the Cowboys. The Giants haven't sacked a quarterback. And the Cowboys' left side of the offensive line was missing the starting left guard. And Tyron Smith, the left tackle, was banged up. How does this happen? How does this? I, I, I don't. Ex, I don't understand. If you got if somebody out there can explain it to me, please, please tell me. You know, um, the quarterback hits I mentioned. Uh, Ward and Dexter. Dexter had two. Jihad Ward had one. There were like three quarterback hits. How does that happen? You supposedly have a better pass rush. You had Aziz Ojolari, Kayvon Thibodeau on the field. You had Dexter Lawrence up front. You had Leonard Williams up front. And nothing to show for it? I don't get it. Four pass breakups, like I said, two by McKinney, two by Banks. But just, you know, not enough. Matter of fact, no impact plays by the defense. And, you know, again, as compared to what we saw with the offense, the defense wasn't that bad. But that's like saying that, you know, lipstick on a pig was was the, the winner of a beauty contest of, of amongst pigs. You know, it just, uh, <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. I am absolutely flabbergasted. And I just, you know, oh man, I, I, I just don't get it. But let me talk about special teams. All right. Because that's, that unit, I, I'm, I'm, nearly at my wit's end with special teams. It just seems like every game, there's something that happens on special teams that makes you say, oh my God, that better not come back to bite them. And in this one, folks, it happened on the very first Giants drive. The Giants had this impressive drive on offense, their best looking drive of the game. They stall inside, uh, I think it was inside the 10, they, the drive stalled. So out comes Mr. Reliable. Graham Gano, and I still say he's Mr. Reliable, even though he missed two field goals. All right. Well, actually, he had one block and one miss. But the the blocked field goal, Joshua Izudu had two men he had to block, and he blocked none. How does this happen? It shouldn't be happening. And as a result, the field goal gets blocked. It gets returned for a touchdown. Hey, the Cowboys take a lead. Out goes the air of the Giants' balloon. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Special teams, all right? Want further uh, notes about special teams? Some of the snaps from the, from the long snapper were shaky, I thought. You know, there was one snap in particular where um, the punter, Jamie Gillen, got it down for Gano. And, you know, but, you know, I think that was the the one that um, Gano pushed wide left. It looked like Gano was rushing it because the snap was a little off. How does, again, how does this happen? I wish I had answers for you guys. I really do. I wish I had some kind of answers. But this team looked like it was playing football for the first time this year. 
with all the mistakes, with the sloppiness, you know, and my gosh, I know it's just one loss. And some of you are probably saying, Pat, calm down. It's one loss. But this was a litmus test to see how far this team had come. Year two of this Giants team. And they were supposed to be better. They were supposed to play faster. They were supposed to be more uh, deadly on defense. They just ended up shooting themselves in the foot. And it was ugly. It was ugly. And here's the other thing, you know, after the game, head coach Brian Dable talked about, you know, resiliency and teaching moments. And we got a lot, you know, we got, we're going to learn from this and yada, all, all the coaches speak. Guys, when you suffer that kind of a loss after supposedly practicing well all leading up to the game, don't you think maybe some of that's going to take some of the air out of the tires just a little bit? And I asked Abel about that. I said, how do you guard against that? And he basically, you know, he gave me a, a nice answer, as he always does when I ask him a question. And, you know, it's like teaching moments. You know, I didn't see any, any you know, lack of, of or any quit, I should say, in, in, in the players, et cetera, et cetera. But my gosh, when you're down, like the Giants were, I mean, they were down 26 nothing. I think, at the half. How's it not, how, how do you not give up? I mean, I know there, there are games where sometimes teams take big leads and, you know, the, the opponent will come back. We've seen it before. So you never want to give up, but wow. Just wow. So, yeah. Giants, all three phases of the ball were awful. And that includes defense, which, again, did not make any game-changing plays. And just, you know, had no answers. I mean, from not being able to get to Dak Prescott, from, from you know, the pass breakups were low. They had no answers. And it was very disheartening. And, yeah, it's one loss. But it was a big one because it's against an NFC East opponent. It was supposed to be a litmus test for the Giants. And they fail. There's just no other way to put it, ladies and gentlemen. The Giants failed this test. And they might very well go on and win, you know, they could conceivably go on and win the next uh, 16 games. You know, I remember in 2007, the Giants looked like garbage the first two games of that season, only to turn it around and go on to win a Super Bowl. But they've got a lot of work to do this coaching staff and these players. And speaking of the coaching staff coming up, I've got some criticisms of the coaching staff as well. So please don't go anywhere. Hey, Giant fans, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. You got P-Train here, Patricia Traina. And folks, if you haven't been able to tell by now, I'm not too happy with what I saw last night. Again, nighttime football, which is is ugh, on me. I mean, I just hate nighttime games. But when you got to sit through a nighttime game that was as bad as last night, even worse. Let's continue onward. I mentioned uh, some injuries. Andrew Thomas is going to have an MRI on the hamstring that he injured, by the way, chasing down that blocked field goal that went for a touchdown. All right. Of all times for Andrew Thomas to get injured on that type of play. Joshua, uh, I'm sorry, Matt Parrott, an elbow injury. Um, Graham Gano was cleated in the calf, but he said he was going to be fine. Um, we talked to Darren Waller after the game. The hamstring that that landed him on the injury report, the same hamstring that acted up for him last year and caused him to miss games. So Waller will probably have to be managed, um, his practice reps at any rate, the rest of the way. Yay, you know, injuries. What else is new? All right, now let's talk about the coaching. Now, overall, I just want to say this up front. Overall, I think the job Brian Dable has done so far has been good. You know, I I can't question a whole lot of what he's done. Today, folks, I'm going to question some stuff. And some of the stuff is not new. I've I've questioned it actually before. If you've read me on Giants Country, I know I've raised this question before. So I'm going to bring it up here for you. All right. First off. The fact that there were two timeouts that needed to be called because personnel was not set. I think on one, the offense called a timeout because they had 10 men on the field. On the second, they had 12 men on the field for defense. All right. Come on. I know you're going to say, well, that's on the players for not getting on the field. But when you have to burn timeouts because you don't have the personnel you need on the field, that's a problem. That's an operational problem. All right. The other huge problem I had, Daniel Jones was running for his life, which he had to because he had no pass protection whatsoever. But why leave him in the game with until there were 90 seconds left? I mean, the guy was taking a beating like you would not believe. All right. And, and you know, Dable was asked about that. And he said something to the effect of we were hoping for a spark. Come on. I mean, it was what? 33 nothing at the end of the third quarter? I mean, come on. You knew with the way the team was playing, you thought there was going to be a spark? I don't get it. One of many things I don't get about this game. And, and, you know, thank God. I mean, as far as we know, Daniel Jones didn't get injured. But can you imagine if he had taken a bad hit that had knocked him out, a concussion or worse? Can you imagine that? I just, you know, look, I I, I hate to, to say, oh, you know, put the backup quarterback in and then, you know, subject him to the same abuse Jones was doing. I mean, it's a no-lose, it's a no-win situation. But I, I just, you know, and I appreciate Daniel Jones's toughness. And desire to want to stick it out and be there for his team. But you got to be smart. And, you know, the Giants got lucky. 
or so it seems that Jones did not get hit. I mean, he's going to be sore as heck probably today and for the next few days. But how does that make sense to leave him in there when the team was just getting blown out of the water? I don't get it. I really don't. But here's the one thing, folks, that really kind of irked me. And this is the thing that I talked about on Giants Country, and I think I've talked about it here on the podcast. And this goes back to the offensive line. So to refresh your memory, I said at one point, gee, the Giants would probably be better off at some point if they settled the offensive line competition that they were having sooner than later. Right? I know I said that. I said that around midpoint of training camp. But the Giants continued with this quote-unquote rotation, this competition that they were having, which to me, you know, in retrospect, maybe was telling me that they weren't quite sure what they had. Now, to a degree, some of that rotation was to get guys experience at other positions, specifically Ben Bredesen. Get him uh, snaps at right guard if he needed them. Get him snaps at, at center in case they needed him there. And, of course, compete with Joshua Izudu at left guard. But, ladies and gentlemen, at some point, that line had to be settled a lot sooner than it was. And it was basically settled. You want you can argue it was settled last week. All right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't offensive lines need time to work together and gel together? Yeah, they sit in meetings, you know, together and they talk about the calls and what to do and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, they practice and all that stuff. But you can simulate game speed. And it just seemed like the offensive line all night long was a step or two behind the Cowboys. And that's got to change in a hurry. It's got to change in a hurry. So, you know, this rotation that went on and not settling that offensive line, that to me was a head scratcher by the coach, the coaching staff. I'll give you one more head, head scratcher. Now, to be fair here, we knocked, or I, I know I knocked Joe Judge a couple years ago for this. And if I'm going to knock Joe Judge for doing this, I got to knock Brian Dable for doing it. If you remember a couple years ago, Joe Judge limited the preseason snaps by his starters. I, I don't remember exactly how it played out, but if, if I remember correctly, I think they'd got maybe two series or something all preseason long. Well, what did Brian Dable do this year? The starters got what? A series, a couple of series, particularly on offense. And then that was it. We didn't, we didn't hear from them the rest of the way. Okay, yeah, you're going to say, Pat, they practice though. Again, it's practice is a controlled environment. The quarterback doesn't have to worry about getting hit and knocked on the ground. All right? The tempo is not like a game speed. But yet here the Giants were, you know, they they, they only played their starters for, for a handful of snaps in the preseason. And you know what, folks? It showed up in this game. They looked unprepared. And, you know, the, the competition level was there. I don't think you could say you could saw anybody who quit. But they did not look ready. And that, to me, was the biggest concern 
the biggest and most alarming concern I had with this game. All right, so where did the Giants go from here? Well, they could only practice so much in the coming week before they got to head out to the desert to face the Arizona Cardinals, where you would think they might get a reprieve and be able to bounce back. You would think. Okay, fine. You know, obviously see what's going on with the injury situation. If Andrew Thomas has to miss any time, my gosh. Say a prayer for Daniel Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Because Andrew Thomas, even though he had his struggles, was the best offensive lineman that team had. You know, the I'm sure there'll be other injuries that'll pop up. You know, we'll see how Waller is. We'll see how Banks is, because I mentioned Banks had cramps, was supposed to come back, never did. Gano said he's going to be fine from getting cleated in the calf, but we'll see how that works out. Matt Parrott, as I mentioned, with the elbow injury, which now puts the depth at backup tackle in question, all right, because when they had to move Joshua Azudu, who hadn't played tackle at this level, out to left tackle because of the injuries. You know, is Evan Neal going to finally bounce back? So many questions, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, it's only one loss. But, you know, there's a difference between getting beat 27-24 and being competitive and playing relatively clean football versus making a, just an absolute slop fest out of the game on the gridiron. All right, folks. That'll do it for me on this edition of Locked on Giants. Thank you for letting me vent. Um, I wish I had better news for you, better analysis for you, but moving forward, you know, we'll just hopefully bounce back. Fingers crossed, right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day or for watching on YouTube, your first watch. My name is Patricia Trainer, and I will see you again tomorrow.